0: What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Hello 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 my baby hi everybody it is elaine williams here and i am with the fabulous kathy keegan hello and we have we have an amazing amazing guest we're so excited this is our third guest but before we do that we just wanted to say welcome welcome happy 2021 if you can say that i you know it's never a dull moment and um We wanted to start this podcast for people, especially um, if you're human and you've ever felt shame, embarrassment, if you were ever in a big mastermind and you were like, why didn't they tell me this or any other, you know, all the things that um, are so great, but sometimes we're missing a piece that can make all the difference. And we love to laugh. And so we thought, you know what, let's make a comedic take on having a business, being an entrepreneur, being a coach. Oh yeah. And being human. So anyway, so that was the why of why we started this podcast and we kept laughing and we were dropping these pearls of wisdom. And I was like, Oh my God, we have to do this publicly. So I just wanted to say that if it's your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if it's not your first time, thanks for coming back. And now I'm going to hand the mic over to the fabulous, amazing, hilarious
1: Kathy Keegan. God, that mic is huge. Look at the size of that thing. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome back and welcome to new listeners. We're really excited that you're here and we're so excited to have our guest today, Patrice Federspiel. Did I say your name right, Patrice, by the way? Oh, Close good. Enough. Close oh. enough. Because Yes, exactly. Because my husband speaks really beautiful German. And so he'll say her name in this beautiful German way. And so then I'm like, I don't even know how she pronounces her name, but she's my friend Patrice. We've known each other for a while. And I wanted to start off Seth Godin for people who are in the workplace. Seth Godin has a daily blog that I think speaking of pearls of wisdom is just full of so much wisdom. And this one really hit me today because part of it is the way I try to live. And of course, every time I say that, then I do something that shows that I'm quite not quite there yet, but I want to read this if I may. And he wrote today, he was writing about kindness. So he was talking about the kindness of dignity of giving someone the benefit of the doubt, the kindness of seeing someone for the person that they are and can become. And, A realization that everyone, including me and you, has a noise in our heads, a story to be told, a fear to be danced, and dreams to be realized. And what struck me about it also was that we have Patrice with us today. And Patrice is living the dream in Hawaii, painting the art of Aloha. She tells stories through her watercolors and she was initially hesitant to use watercolor right i think that's part of your story and she's been there for just over 20 years and she left the you know the brutal cold of wisconsin and just arrived arrived in hawaii and said i'm here let's do this and so we are thrilled to have you with us today, Patrice. Um, her work is gorgeous. For those of you who are watching this on YouTube, you can see her paintings here. Her website is artofaloha.com. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous paintings. Welcome. Which is so, yes. Welcome,
0: Patrice. Welcome. We're so happy that you're here. Oh, I'm so happy to be
2: here. This is great. I love you guys and I love your podcast. It's so much fun. I, I listen to each one at least twice oh my because I get something. No, I seriously, I do. I don't like to delete it off my phone until I hear it twice.
0: Wow. Okay. The pressure's on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, you know, I'm so excited because, you know, I grew up singing, dancing, acting and painting is something I've I my heart has been yearning for and it's like maybe this year I'll actually take a class but watercolors are intimidating to me so I definitely want to hear your story about that I also love your website which again is art of aloha and I loved how you talked about connecting with yourself and how when you connect with yourself and then your paintings can connect with others and the paintings can remind you of a special time. And I was just like, oh my God, this is what we talk about all the time. And this is what I talk about when I'm teaching story and camera. So please, can you tell us a little bit about your evolution as an artist? Oh my goodness. Um,
2: (laughs) Well, I'll I'll talk about it from here, from when I got here. Before I moved here in June of 2000, I had not worked with watercolor since grade school. Um, I was an oil painter, and I moved here, and I was living in such a teeny tiny little place that I thought, well, my oil paintings, my oil paints will kill me, the fumes, you know. So I, I had to take classes to learn how to work with watercolor. Watercolor is the reverse of working with oils. So with oils, you start with your dark colors and you go lighter. And with watercolors, you start with your light colors and you go darker because watercolor is transparent. Mm. Watercolor is actually incredibly flexible and versatile. And there are so many ways to play with it and work with it. And I fell in love with it because the beauty of watercolor is that it blends as beautifully as oils do. So you can get all kinds of you can do almost anything with watercolor. Mm. It's just amazing.
1: What was it like when you got here and you just said, "Oh no, I have to completely relearn something." I mean, you you just you went ahead and you did it. <laughs> well, you know,
2: by then I was here. <laughs> um I it wasn't <laughs> Yeah, there really weren't a lot of options. I came here to house it for a friend for five months, but I came here with the intention. I took a year's leave of absence from my job. Well, actually, yeah, no, I took, I quit my job to come here. They offered me a year's leave of absence. And I said, no, I, I can't do that because I don't know if I'll be ready to come back in a year. And then that's not fair to the company. It's not fair to my coworkers. It just wouldn't be right. Um, And I'm so glad I did that because I had no idea what I was getting into. None. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was a complete leap of faith. It was just um, just felt like the right move. So once I got here and realized that I was going to have to do something different, I just did. I mean, this was my life now. So, I mean, I was learning everything new. It wasn't just watercolor. I had never moved out of state.
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow, <laughs> so interesting. We, we have a very similar thing in some ways. Like when I moved to New York, everything kept changing and they kept saying, don't change anything And because I was newly sober and everything kept changing. I had to keep moving, I had to keep temping. I was like, ah, don't tell me that. So what else did you have to learn? Well, I, I had to learn the
2: city. I was here, my friend was here with me for a week And then I took her to the airport. I drove her to the airport. And that's when I realized I didn't really know anybody else here. She was gone. Wow. So that was my person. (laughs) So um, I had to learn my way around. I did.
1: I found, I mean, back then, newspapers were a real thing. (laughs) You know, there were a couple of real weaker members in the audience. You remember newspapers, don't you? The thing, you look in the old movies, guys read them. Men, you know. (laughs)
2: there were great weeklies that you would get you know and they would list things and so I learned about uh, a women's business center and I learned how to that I could take classes on Saturdays and there wasn't as much traffic on Saturdays so I could learn how to navigate the city on Saturdays and there was a map book because there were no cell phones and so there literally was a book this thick that Every page had maps on it. So I would find my way around the island. Um, I would learn. I would practice pronouncing the street names because they're in Hawaiian. And so learn a little bit about how to say the language, which is very little, very little. But it's and and learn my way. Out, the ropes, I learned I learned everything here. Wh- Was there traffic? Was there a lot of traffic? Oh, yeah. Honolulu is a big city. Yeah, <laughs> but it was so funny um, the, that fall, the fall of 20, 2000, I moved here in June of 2000. So that fall would have been I think there was an election coming up and it was the first time I ever drove down the street. And on almost every street corner during rush hour, people were waving signs for their candidate of choice on every corner. I had never seen anything like this. There there are two main arteries three or two or three main arteries in Honolulu, maybe four, and they're like four or five lanes of traffic, all going in one direction. And then the next block over, they're all going in the other direction. Well, I stopped at a white one time to see one row of cars going across to an alleyway. I'm like, okay, you know, it's like, it was like, okay, you would not see that in the city on the mainland. You know, you have you don't have like staff, stop stoplights every couple of blocks so that traffic can cross over, but
0: that was just one of those things where, yep, I'm not in Kansas anymore. anymore. And now and now you love it and it's home, but so it was a big adjustment. Do you miss shoveling? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good <laughs>
2: You know, my birthday's in February, so I always had an affinity for the snow. I really did. I always kind of felt bad for the snow. I thought it got a bad rap. You know, I think it's beautiful, and I always shoveled. <laughs> I always took that. It's my responsibility. It's my birthday
1: month. I will be sure Right. I love that. What a great attitude, you know. And, you know, when uh, Patrice and I first met, we met, we were doing a workshop, speaking of workshops with Sark and several other mm-hmm. teachers. And it's so interesting because the colors Sark's, Sark uses reminds me of the colors you use. And you both use them in very beautiful, but different ways. And one of the remarkable things about you, Patrice, is the, your writing ability too. She's made note cards and Um, on the back of the note card will be something about the painting and her thought about it. And there's just such a connectedness there. And I just so appreciate how you bring that right now. She's sitting in front of gorgeous paintings, Uh, the palm fronds, Mm -hmm. which is one of which is just Mm -hmm. one of my favorites um, and some flowers and other things. And I know there've been times you've showed me something And I'll be like, well, I don't know, but I think it's this because it resonates and it's that. It's the very thing because you are able to, and I think that's such a gift of an artist is to be able to bring that really to life and really be connected because everything we do nowadays comes back to how we curate ourselves, how we take care of ourselves and how we show up. And your painting just really represents that.
0: I I agree. I love that. You know, I was reading your thing today and the picture that you have of, um you said, I would go for a walk on the beach every morning and I see my friends and it's like, you see the fish hanging out where they always hang out. And I, and it was so cool. And you know, I love story because I mean, I love paintings, but I always want to know the story behind the paintings. And so I could just see, it wasn't just like a picture of fish. It was like a I pictured you walking on the beach and it made me warm for a second, you know? And so, yeah, so beautiful. I'm definitely, I'm like, oh, I want to get a mermaid.
1: I, I also, I love too how you, you've done some essays, photographic essays where you post periodically and you're taking a look at just little things along the way. So as you're walking outside, it may not be something exotic. It might just be a shape. Or it might be a leaf. And I think that's also seeing the, the beauty of what's right in front of us. I think that's something you present us with, too. Do you have any um, thoughts you want to share on, on doing that and how you kind of get that inspiration? Oh, well, I think inspiration just comes. I'm not sure how you get it, but
2: um, <clears throat> it's something I have been honing over the years because learning to paint is learning to see. And so as I continue to learn to paint and learn new ways of seeing, I start seeing more Mm -hmm. things. So now I see patterns and inside patterns, I will find things. The other day I was kind of, I was journaling. And then out of my corner of my eye, I saw a piece of the little rug that's on the floor and it's a floral rug. And all of a sudden part of the rug was a dancer. And so now I have another Subject: I can turn a a piece of, you know, flowers into dancers or something. So I'm excited to play with Mm. that a little bit. But anything, if you if you find things out of the corner of your eye, and and we all do that. I know that you have probably been in a bathroom stall somewhere, and you've seen two little knots in the wood, and then all of a sudden it looks like a base, you know. Or you can, you know, anywhere that you see, are in a pattern, a tile, and you'll see two eyes all of a sudden, and you, you see two dots, and then your mind kind of turns it into a face. And you see, oh,
1: there's the nose, there's the mouth. Is that that's something that you can, that any one of us can do at any time. So if you're in a workspace, or you're working from home, you can take a little bit of a breather, and just look at something and maybe see it differently for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that allows and you that break. It, and if you're looking at it, yeah, if, especially if you're just
2: looking at it or sometimes, you know, you just kind of sit back and maybe you're thinking about something else. And I think that's why a lot of times thing comes things come to us in the bathroom because we're thinking about something else and then all of a sudden we're distracted. So new ideas can shoot in. But that's usually when I see things like that, or I'll be loading something on a cart or into my car. And there's a little place on the back of my, my cart that I use. And there's a little shape there that reminds me of a dog. And I, I have, I pretend like this little dog is part of my cart. Well, well, hi, I haven't seen you in a while, you know? Um, So maybe I'm crazy, but it's a fun kind of crazy. I think
0: it's, I think it's fun to look for things. You know, I remember, um, when I moved to New York city, I knew like two people and, and that was challenging, but I was always so happy when people came to visit me and I had a friend who was an architect and we went to the Guggenheim and she was also a sketch, you know, she did all kinds of art. And I remember she would stop and go look through here. And, and it was such a completely different experience being with an artist in a museum And she would like sketch things. And I remember I was like, wow, this is so cool. We're both in New York. We're both from Austin, you know, and it was, it was just fun to see things from somebody else's eyes, a new perspective.
2: It is fun. And that's one of the things I like to do every once in a while, I'll post a bunch of a couple of pictures and I'll say, what do you see? Tell me what you see. And I'll tell you what I see. And it's just so much fun because we can all stretch our imaginations.
0: And that's really
2: all it is. We can all play pretend.
0: I I think it's so important to play. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a big 12 stepper. And I talk about, you know, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And when you think about it, there's not a lot we really have control over, right? We can set intentions. We can pray, we can make plans. God can laugh. Right. And so to me, I've always loved vision boards because it's like, I can create this and, um, I do. I'm, I am artsy and I always have different projects going. So sometimes I, I feel like like right now my desk is definitely a little cluttered, but, but um, I'm working here. I'm working. Right. But I've always loved collages because it's a way to empower you of like, this is what I am tending to create. And it's not ever going to come out exactly like this, but it pulls, it calls me forth. And to me, it's a really fun game to play, you know, and to, to create something visual. And
1: I think what you're saying, I, let's say this is what I'm hearing, is that we all are creative. As human beings, we all have elements of creativity. The expression of it doesn't necessarily have to be a building or a painting or a stand-up show or a, a career. It, it it it's It's the thing that you express that comes from your own brilliance which is why you know, this, this leap of faith that you took to say, I know that I need to be here. I'm listening to an inner wise self. I'm listening to an inner voice that's telling me, I trust this voice and it's saying, go house sit. And you know what else? Because of who I am, I'm also going to tell my job that, you know what? I just don't think I'm going to be there in a year. Those are huge, huge risks. And at the same time, there was enough in you, enough faith, enough belief to say, I'm going to trust what's happening here.
2: Well, you know, I think it's also, I was at a point in my life where if I didn't do it then, it wasn't ever going to happen.
0: And I didn't yeah. want to regret. That's how I felt too with New York. I said, Elaine, you're getting here late, but better late than never. And I was like, you know what? I'm at least going to stay for a couple of years and get some training, new york training on my resume and then i realized i really want to stay here you know so that's so cool so i have you know it breaks my heart when people say oh somebody told me i couldn't sing or couldn't paint or couldn't draw or i can't read or you know i'm always like okay god bless that teacher whatever so if somebody is listening and they're like i've always wanted to try painting you know what would you tell them Go for
2: it. You've got nothing to lose. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, if it's something that you really, really want to do, do it. There's, there's no wrong way to paint. Well, actually the only wrong way right. to paint oh, is to yes. not paint. You know, you can't, you can't. And a lot of times people, even when they're in the middle of a painting, will just give up on their painting, but that's really, you can't do that either. It's like a painting isn't done until you like it. So until you like it, keep painting. Or do
0: another one. Put this one aside and start another. One. I love. I love that. Or like I always say, give yourself permission to write bad jokes, but just write some jokes, because I I think deep down what people are afraid of is their their own criticism, our own critical voice. And so, um, yeah, I love that. Like, just give yourself permission to like be messy, and who cares? You don't have to put it on Instagram, right? <laughs> right. And every
2: painting goes through an adolescent phase. And I think we all know how horrible that can interesting. be. Interesting.
1: So, so you just have to get, what do you mean? I'm not immature. <laughs> That's really interesting. So there are these phases of painting and, you know, it can be helpful then to have a guide to help you get through those moments. Right. So I was thinking of when I lived in Providence, I started knitting. My husband is a knitter. He's a really good knitter. I call him a stunt knitter. Um, we haven't, he hasn't, he hasn't knitted so much in the last several years. But, um, when we lived in a place where there was someone who could help me fix my mistakes, I started finishing things. I started making a sweater. So I think there is something to be said about, you know, hi, not hi, yeah, but hiring, asking someone to help out. I think. You know, that's what coaches do. What we're doing is we're, we're listening to what you have to say and we're asking you questions and letting you think through what you really and come to what you probably already know. But it's the same thing here is that there's that phase, you know, it's sort of like initially a personal trainer. You hire the personal trainer right after New Year's. And I would say in about another week, most people who've hired that personal trainer want to have put a hit out on them, right? Because, you know, the bloom is off the rose. And you know we have these phases that we go through, and so I'm so glad that you brought that up. That so for you, when you're going through sort of the life cycle of a painting, what's that like?
2: Oh, I always have two going at the same time, so you can (laughs) put one down. (laughs) They need to rest. (laughs) No, the other thing that's really cool about painting, and I haven't exact. I'm not exactly sure why this happens, but if I don't like something when I stop painting I'll put it away and when I next time I take it out I will like it better and I think what happens is we remember the bad stuff and we forget the good stuff and so then when we take it out again and we look at it and we go oh well that's not that bad you know this is working and this is working and um I always ask my painting what to do next. And sometimes they're quiet, you know, but if I put it away for a
0: while and I take it out again, I almost immediately know I what to love do next. That. You know, that's how comedy sets are sometimes, you know, sometimes how it, it, you know, cause every room's different. Every audience is different. You can do the same set two nights in a row and it's different. Right. And so, you know, and sometimes it feels amazing. And you're like, Oh my God, I killed. And then you listen to the tape and you're like, Oh, I, I mean, it was a good set, but it, it didn't, I didn't crush the way I thought I did or at least the recording and the same with like, Oh my God, I ate it. I ate it. And then you can go back and listen and you're like, Oh, actually, It wasn't as bad as I thought. So yeah, it's interesting. It's so subjective. Yeah. And allow,
1: and allowing things to percolate, you know, there's the element of time of the time that it takes to do something too, is that, you know, there's always that pressure, the tension between your schedule to do something. Someone commissioned you to do a painting. Someone hires you to perform. Someone hires you to coach. You may not feel well that day or any number of things could be happening. And, and part of I guess part of coming back to mastery is you show up anyway and you do it, but you also have to sometimes put it down, put the painting down, Patrice, put it down.
0: Step away, step away from the painting, put your paintbrushes down and your hands up in the air. Yes. Elaine, step away from that joke. (laughs) Please give that joke a rest. I had this, these, these, this, this couple friend of mine, they were like, they were so fabulous when I was starting to do comedy. And they'd be like, are you going to do that Vagina Warrior stuff again? Like, <laughs> like, they knew my act so well. And in the beginning, thank God you don't realize how, like, you're not that good yet, you know? Anyway, thank you, Jason and Mario. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. So you guys met, um, hanging out with Sark. Was it a big workshop or was it small?
1: There were only about maybe 12 or 15 of us. Yeah, that's about right. And it it was, it it was called an incubator. And so we met three times, actually four because there was another kind of a coaching thing. So was it four times that we ended? Was it five? (laughs) She's holding up five fingers. Thank you, Patrice. (laughs) Pay attention to Patrice. Clearly, it it had
0: a big impact on you, (laughs) Kathy. I'm just kidding. Did you guys, did you paint? Did you write?
1: What did you? You Yeah. Yeah. And so the idea was to come together and there were three different people who were teaching it. And the main draw for us in particular was Sark because both of us had followed her work for many years. And that was a big thing for me to actually make the leap. And because I remember reading her books and being very inspired by her. And then I thought, I don't know if I'd get along with if I met her. You know, I don't know. We seem different, but also I'm so inspired. And so when this opportunity arose right after I left my career, I said, I'm just going to take it. And the people I met there, Patrice and Kim and Anamani, um, there are several others. We are still in touch today. Um, Patrice and I... Right. We do a call every other week with a friend of ours in Saskatchewan. And of course, she always gets to brag about how bad the weather is because it's always worse weather there. But we've been getting and we've been getting together every two weeks for three and a half years, three years, something like that, talking about our business and staying in touch. And so yeah. it's been it's been incredible for those kinds of connections and to meet people who are so like minded um, and so different. Because that's the thing, right as as much as we can connect on certain issues, we're also such different people, you know, and my life is so enriched. well, not only that, but we're
2: we're always getting more different because yeah. we're always changing, and that's the one of the things between paintings too is. I might, I've put a painting away for two years because I didn't know how to finish it. And as soon as I took it out two years later, it's like, well, why didn't I finish this? You know, but I was a
0: different person by that time. I love that. And, you know, and uh, to go back to the Seth quote is, you know, kindness. You know, one of my dreams is to have a whole movement of kindness, love, and laughter. And so I feel like when we can learn to listen, we can practice kindness, when we can agree to disagree and have space. And, you know, maybe you need to go paint an ugly painting just to get it out. I don't know. Um, I'm just a huge fan of expression to release that energy. And I think that that's one of the things that's been missing. You know, I, I, I keep thinking about, you know, all the crazy stuff that's happened lately. And I was, you know, thinking, I wonder what, if this would have happened during COVID, if, if it wasn't COVID, you know, like I, it's part of it because people are pent up and, hunker down and watching, you know, certain things, radio shows or TV shows. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And and I guess it doesn't really matter, but, you know, it's like praying for peace and solution and love. And, you know, can't we all just get along? Oh my God. Can you go paint and you go sing and I'll tell jokes and go, go jog 10 miles.
1: Calm down, babe. Right. It's, yeah. It's, it's been an incredible human experiment that we just kind of got shoved into. Right. And, yes. and, and it's fascinating to see the different reactions that, that people are having on that. And, um, you know, that in even our own evolution, as we've gone through it, you know, as we've gone through you know, uh, it just, I know that the way I feel now is, I mean, I'm, I'm like most people, I'm, I'm like, when can I go out and have dinner somewhere, you know, or meet a friend for coffee, you know, I've moved to a new town, I moved here almost a year ago. And I have right. only met people over zoom, you know, right. um, and I know I, I know, I can't wait to hug. Oh,
0: my God, I can't wait to hug. I'm such a hugger. I'm such a hugger. I'm just never going to let go. And, you know, I never, I've never been a real concert person, but now I'm like, I want to go to a concert when it's safe. Like, I want to like jump up and down and dance and sweat and dance and not wear high heels and dance. And we're, you know, it'll be
1: interesting to see. Yeah. As we kind of emerge from this, what, you know, what ends up happening. I also think that, you know, we're in this, there's kind of a birth, there's kind of a struggle going on. And um, I don't know if it's as binary as good and evil, um, but I but I, I think there's something even more. I think there's something even more that we don't even need to think that something's here or here. That we have an entire. I'm trying to use my hands, which of course is ridiculous, but there's a whole spectrum of things. You know, it's sort of like. Um, so I'll just say quickly. Um, I did a podcast last week with this great guy named Dan Nessel, the Dan Nessel Show. And, um, I made a rookie mistake. I was wearing earrings that clashed, that kept banging against the side of my headphones and I, and I didn't realize it. And so, um, this is, uh, the Kathy Keegan school of fight or flight decision-making. And I think there are phases that you go through that. And my first one was when he told me I took my earrings out and I haven't worn earrings since. So that's the... And so maybe there's a way that we can look at our experience during COVID as sort of the initial, uh, I don't like this, to how we've grown. And, and now I will wear earrings again. Um, I've moved into a different energetic set, and I think I'm going to be okay. But it's it's amazing some of the things we do, but to understand that we can also, that there is a whole range of other choices too, eventually you know, and that, that was my equivalent. I, that's like putting a painting away. I put my earrings down, like never wearing earrings again.
0: Step away from the jewelry box, Kathy, put the jewelry down. Now, you know what? Thank you so much for this. This is,
1: and always always remember always remember that always <laughs> and never are very long. Coming. Oh man, you are full of wisdom. We are so, we're so glad you were here today. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's so it's so
0: fun to laugh with you all cuz I, I I had um I had a kind of a kerfuffle with some um women who I really love and um just like just some shenanigans in a in a spiritual thing and I I I felt a I was sort of attacked and criticized in a public forum and a text thread. And, and, um, you know, and I went from fine. I'm going to take my toys who need, you know, I'm going to take my toys and go play somewhere else with somebody else's sandbox. So I was in there and then I was feeling raw. And then I was like, I'm fine. I'm over it. And I, I realized, you know, I'm, I'm not totally over it, but you know, I have a choice how I can keep processing it and I can keep, you know, praying for compassion for everybody and realizing that everybody's on edge, you know, at least, I don't know what it's like in Hawaii, but, you know, on the mainland here, it feels intense, you know? So, you know, pray for peace and pray for that. And and, I, and have you ever gotten an Amaji hug? I'm just curious, Patrice. Oh my God, has she come to Hawaii?
2: I have, you're, well, no, this was in Chicago. Oh, 80s so or cool. 90s. If you're listening, back there. Am-
0: Amaji is this amazing hugging saint. And I got to meet Anumani with Kathy at the New York Central uh, I'm going blank. Grand Central Station. Hyatt. Anyway, she came, it was Fourth July. We hung out. We bought stuff. We we had Indian food. We meditated and we got hugs. And by the end of the day, we were glowing high vibration. It was so cool. So, well, thank you so much for being with us. I'm sorry that we had some technical issues, but we, we persevered. And one more time, Patrice, if people want to find you, what is the best way? Artofaloha.com
2: is my website and I do have online classes. So if you want to take a class, I'm going to be putting up new Dates soon. And um Patrice, P-A-T-R-I-C-E at Artofaloha.com is my email. Thank you for asking. And thank you for this opportunity. It's been so much fun
0: well, to meet you. you. I've been a big fan. Thank you so much for listening twice and for sharing. And um, I was just thinking, oh my god, maybe Kathy and I can take a class together. We would be that
1: would be hilarious. Oh, that would be so much fun. And stream it live or something you know I'm always like I think Patrice brought up something important too that if you listen to our podcast twice you could be as fabulous as Patrice is is that the did I make the right is that the right conclusion is that the right correlation
0: yeah you know Cassie that's you dropping some pearls so if you're listening if you're listening and you were like Oh my God. I'm stuck in a job. I don't know. Am I going back to corporate? Do I want to kill everybody or I don't even know? Ah, you should call Kathy Keegan because she is amazing and her mission in life is to end needless workplace suffering. And God knows we have it, whether you're working from home or part time or whatever. So Kathy Keegan is easy to find her at K A T H Y K E E G A N.
1: Kathy Keegan. you spelled it right. And, um, and my, and my best, my, my best podcasting buddy, um, Elaine Williams, you can find her at Captivate the Crowd and you will love working with her as I do. And we are just so grateful for your listening. We really, really are. And We just want to send a lot of love out there. A lot of love and patience and breath and, you know, really find kindness kindness and
0: love and breath and pausing, pausing. You can always wait. You can send that text a little later, take a breath, put the phone down, walk around, look,
1: look, be like Patrice and, and think of art and look at things in a whole new way. Especially when you're in the, especially when you're in the bathroom, right? If you get tired of what you're reading or doom scrolling. As some people might do, you might see a face in the tile on your floor. Oh, you could multitask. Maybe
0: you could start painting when you go back. Step away from the joke. Step away. Maybe that's not Elaine. Step away. Toilet jokes and painting. Just step, put it down. Put it down. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun, Patrice. I hope that I'm I'm going to take a class with you and I hope to see you in Hawaii by 2022. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Right. Bye, everybody. You. Yay, you made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at Podcast at gmail.com or Kathy at KathyKeegan.com or Elaine at CaptivateTheCrowd.com. See you next time.